Your mother recently said that if you had told her five years ago that you would be an NBA player, I wouldn't believe her. I swear to God, I wouldn't believe her. Mm. This is... I'm sorry. Damn, bro. This thing. This thing. I'm sorry. No, you don't need to be sorry. She said that she would have thought it was an April Fool's joke. How do you process this leap that you've made that has catapulted you to be an NBA lottery pick? It's a blessing. I want to thank God. Without him, I would not be here. Without my parents, I wouldn't be here. Without my teammate right here to the left of me, I wouldn't be here. I appreciate you, bro. Jalen Crutcher, shout out to Jalen Crutcher. I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be here without him. My coach is right here in the back, Coach Grant. Grant, Coach Greer. I would not be here without them, so I'm very grateful, and it's a blessing to be in this position, so... If being drafted wasn't special enough, yep, that's right, point to that hat one more time, you are coming home. Why is it so important to you to be putting on a Knicks jersey? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Why is it so important to you to be putting on that jersey? I'm from New York. That's why it's important. Me, me, me repping my city is, it's amazing. A lot of people pray to be in this position, and, and I'm not going to take it for granted. I promise you that. Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, State of the State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 118. You know, this is a draft recap. It's State Solo Dolo podcast. Shout outs to my co-host, Mr. Mitchell. Shout outs to you, Australia. Shout outs to everybody down there, down there, down under. But um, let me get right into it. You know, we'll talk about the draft. But before I talk about it, I want to get a couple things out the way. I want to get all of the narratives, the the the, the nonsense. I want to get all of the weak takes out of the way because I'm gonna be happy on this podcast. And I'm only going to talk about positive things tonight on this pod. I'll get to the negative things when my podcast co-host comes on and, and we do a draft recap together. But I just, I'm, let me just be objective and say all the negative stuff, some of the negative stuff out the way first, right? Obi Toppin, yeah, he's 22. Okay, he's older than Frank Nilakina, Iggy. Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett. I understand that. Understand that he wasn't a good defender in college. Understand that he was a weak rebounder in college. I understand all those things. I understand that Emmanuel quickly wasn't a guy that a lot of people had on their radar. I understand that a lot of people love Tyrell Terry. I understand that a lot of people love Kara Lewis. I understand a lot of people love Cole Anthony. I understand it, but I don't give a damn. You shouldn't either. None of those people is inside the blue and orange right now. So let's move on, man. Just move on. I'm sick of the crying, the whining on Twitter and everything. Oh, my God. We pick a 22-year-old with the eighth pick. 
Oh my God. Like, like, shut up, bro. Shut up, bro. This guy just averaged 28 with superb shooting numbers. Emmanuel Quigley, the, the SEC player of the year. Like, 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 like I don't, I don't want to go through all of the nonsense. Like, stop being miserable. I understand 20 years of losing. I understand the bad trades. I understand it. Steve Mills ain't walking through that door. Scott Perry about to get sent packing soon. <laughs> Everybody who's traded Porzingis from that management team is gone. All of the old quote-unquote developmental staffers is gone. Okay? We got Mike Woodson, Kenny Payne, Johnny O'Brien, Thibodeau, Yoshi. We, we, we got a lot of dudes on the bench right now. So I'm not really too concerned about the negatives right now. I want to look at the positives. And... I just want to get this out the way. The first positive, <laughs> and this is funny to me, but Julius Randle should be sent packing soon. So I hope he's looking around his house. I hope he's packing his bags. I hope he's getting his waters ready, his bottles of water. Um, I'm hoping he's getting his last New York pizzas. You know, I, I hope he's getting ready, you know, um, because Obi Toppin was the pick. Obi Toppin needs to play the four. Um, another thing that I'm happy about, Emmanuel Quigley. I'm extremely happy about this pick because a lot of people were saying, oh, CAA is taking over. He's not run by CAA. He's a Rock Nation agent. So let's get that out the way. A Rock Nation client, rather. So let's get that out the way right now. Um, Superb shooter, 40, 42%, 43% from the three. You know, could play 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 some play a little bit of defense. You know, got got a little bit of that dog in him. But you know, I'm I'm just overall happy about this draft. I'm gonna give it a B. But I give it an A plus if Julius Randle's off this roster though, because I I just don't want to watch him no more. I don't want to watch him next to Mitchell Robinson. I don't want to watch him next to R.J. Barrett. I I just don't want to see that no more. Like I I don't ever. Want to see that starting five that was around R.J. Barrett last season ever again. Like, ever again. So, let's get, you know, let's let's get right into it, man. I'm, I'm very happy about the way this draft went. You know, Tyrese Halliburton is not a Nick, so that's another huge celebration for me. But a lot of smoke screens this draft. Of course, Anthony Edwards go one. You know, James Wiseman goes two. LaMelo Ball goes three. Um, Patrick Williams goes four. Isaac Okoro goes five. You know, Atlanta goes Onyeka Okongwu with six. Seven, Killian Hayes. Knicks get Obi Toppin at eight. So, I, I was nervous, but I'm glad we chose Obi Toppin overall. You know, he's, he's probably the most NBA-ready prospect in this draft right now. And... It means a lot, man, to watch this kid cry and to know that he grew up in Brooklyn. So New York bred, you know, New York fed. He know he should know what kind of pressure he comes with being a New York Nick. So I'm extremely happy that we got Obi Toppin. You know, won the Wooden Award. 
Naismith Player of the Year, and AP Player of the Year, led division, led, excuse me, division, led Dayton to a 29 and 2 record, third best in Division One, only Division One player to average 20 points per game on 60% shooting, 60% plus shooting. So, like, the kid got an overall game, right? And people, we, we want to talk down on his defense, and it's okay, it's cool. I understand it. But we need spacing at the floor, and also... You know, Toppin is a solid passer. It's not like he's a bad passer. He sees the floor well when opponents ran a second defender at him in the post or on the wing. And his all-around offensive game should translate very well. He shot 41.7% from downtown during his two seasons in college. So he's definitely going to space the floor. That's the main thing. He's definitely going to space the floor. I love that about him. And... Another thing about Obi Toppin, he's the firstborn player, one of five boroughs, to be drafted by the Knicks in the top 10 in the modern era since 1966. So it's more news about this kid, man. I'm loving what he brings. He's the highest drafted Atlantic 10 player since Lamar Odom in 1999. And Toppin had 107 dunks on his on his way to the Wooden Award at Dayton last season. So the kid is dynamic, great shooter from three, but he can also put the ball on the floor a little bit. Pass, his passing is superb, but he wasn't asked to do that at Dayton, so you couldn't really see it. And also, he dunks the ball a lot. He dunks it a lot. So <laughs> he, he, he dunks it a lot. I just say he had 107 dunks, so you know... And also the shot profile, right? Because you look at the modern NBA today. You got fours who want to space the floor. But his shot profile is mainly at the three or in the paint. So the analytic boys is going to love this kid, man. And, you know, I want to read a little statement about Leon from Leon Rose about Obi Toppin. And he was the one one of the highest players on the Knicks draft board. So that wasn't surprising. But as one of the highest ranking players on our draft board, Obi was someone we really co- coveted. He's an explosive athlete and one of the most dynamic players in college basketball, which earned him the Nate Smith Player of the Year honors. Just as importantly, he's also a char- high character individual with a tremendous work ethic. We look forward to a bright future with him and uh, and are excited to bring a native New Yorker home to the garden. So I'm loving what he said about his his character and his personality because I'm looking at his first interview, you know, with Alan Hahn and those boys on MSG Networks, and he's just so mature, you know, saying yes sir, yes sir, like so respectful, and it, he looks like a kid that will take coaching. He will take some good coaching. I'm extremely excited about that. It's just so much to like about this kid. And, you know, look, let's look at some of the past prospects that was drafted at 22 years old or above. And, you know, in past couple years. So you got Tyler Hansborough, Buddy Hill, Adrian Payne, um, Cameron Johnson, DeLon Wright, 
Brandon Rush, Wesley Johnson, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, uh, Denzel Valentine, uh, Doug McDermott, Tyler Zeller, Haseem Tibet. You know, some of the names, some of the guys out there that was drafted 22 years old plus. And I believe the only player that has become an all-star in recent memory that was drafted at 22 years old was Pascal Siakam. So, you know, it's a like to love about this pick, you know. And and you got to think about it like this, right? This kid got a chip on his shoulder, right? He was unranked out of high school, grew six inches between sophomore and junior seasons. He committed to Dayton. He was forced to sit out his freshman season. And then, boom, wins National College Player of the Year. Number eight pick by the New York Knicks. So he got a chip on his shoulder. The kid had to work his ass off, went to multiple schools before he could even get to Dayton. So I I love what I hear. He's been through the trials and tribulations. Um... Obi Toppin initially had zero Division I offers coming out of high school and attended Mount Zion Prep for a year before committing to Dayton. And as a redshirt sophomore, Toppin had the Flyers number three in his final final AP poll of the 2019-2020 season where he won the Naismith Men's College Player of the Year Award. So... Man, it, it, it's it's so much to love about this kid. You, we, we gotta understand that Thibodeau is a guy who's gonna want players, who's gonna come in and produce right away. We get a guy who's average twenty points, seven point five rebounds, two point two assists, a steal and a block. So he's gonna get production. Is he gonna get production on the defensive side of the floor? We don't know, but what I do know is Tibbs is a great defensive coach and he will get the most out of this kid. And being 22 years old, I expect for this kid to come in right away and produce. I don't need to hear about projects with, with, with this kid. He's a project. I'm not trying to hear that. 22, I need, I need you to produce. And on the offensive side of the ball, OB Toppin ranked, 99, ranked in the 99th percentile in points per possession at 1.20 that's amazing and he had a and he had an effective field goal percentage of 67 percent and shot 39 percent from three for the Dayton Flyers so we're getting an offensive juggernaut with the eight pick as well I I mean it's not much more you could just want from this kid you know but you do want some defense and you do want him as the starting four on this team he fits perfectly with Mitchell Robinson. I believe he. I, I believe if coached up, he'll be able to guard today's fours and in in, in in today's NBA. And I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this kid. I'm excited that Leon Rose drafted a guy that he's comfortable with. I don't. I'm not too concerned about the CAA takeover like other people. A lot of fans is worried about oh, CAA is running the Knicks like a mob. CAA is just getting their guys. It's like a family reunion. I don't give a damn about none of that. What I care about is you guys drafting the guy who you're comfortable with. You know, Phil Jackson drafted Frank Nellikina. It was fired the next day. James Dolan probably didn't know who the hell 
Frank Nilakina was. He was like, what? Who the hell he drafted? Fired him the next day. So Phil Jackson wasn't even able to foresee his whole vision when it came to Frank Nilakina. You know, he, he wasn't able to see his whole vision. So it's not like Obi Toppin coming into a situation where he's blinded. Leon Rose got his guy. He got Obi Toppin. And I'm happy about that. That means that next season, I shouldn't even have to worry about his minutes. I shouldn't have to worry about his production on the court because we got Kenny Payne and these guys, and they're going to have him working. These guys going to be working. We're going to have him working. And I'm happy about that. As long as he's going to come here, work hard, be a good teammate, that's that, That's all you can ask for, man. That's all you can ask for from this kid, from Dayton. It, it, it's going to be fun, fun watching Obi Toppin and Mitchell Robinson front court. I, I kind of compared the two, the old Charlotte Hornets front court of Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson. You know, it's just so much athleticism, so much versatility with Mitchell Robinson and Obi Toppin. And if Mitchell Robinson can find a way to have a jump shot next season, that front court would be so dynamic. It would, it would be easily, easily one of the best young courts in the NBA. Easily. By, by the middle of next season, I'm not going to put too much sugar in the Kool-Aid, but I should see a top five young front court next season, under 25 years old. Mitchell Robinson and Obi Toppin. That's going to be a fun front court to watch for years to come. I'm extremely excited about that front court. You should too. Because I don't ever want to see Julius Randle play beside Mitchell Robinson. I'm sorry. I know I'm killing this kid, but I'm sorry. I don't have time to be watching that. And, you know, let's get into the next kid, man. This kid, Emmanuel Quigley, it came out of nowhere. Because the Knicks, first of all, the Knicks had the 27th pick and the 38th pick. And they turned that into the 25th pick and the 33rd pick. So kudos to Leon Rose, manager assets. That's all I want to see. Just small calculated moves. Don't make no big splashes. Well, well, Russell Westbrook, that's for another time. We're going to talk about that another time. But, you know, no real splashes. You know, take little small calculated moves. And it's funny how the Knicks take quickly, who played for new assistant coach Kenny Payne at Kentucky. He was number 48th on the consensus board. So he's getting picked above projections. Heard good things about him. And he was a five-star prospect out of high school. And he shot 43%. From three UK this season. And another thing, man, the Knicks drafted the National Player of the Year in Obi Toppin, and we drafted the SEC Player of the Year in Emmanuel Quickly. So we're drafting talent. We just adding talent. I, I like both of them. I like both picks. You know, Emmanuel Quickly is the only player in SEC history to shoot above 42% from three. And above 92% from the free throw line while averaging over 15 points per game for an entire season. So this kid can score. He can put the ball in the basket. He can put the ball in the basket. I'm I'm I like I'm like what I'm seeing from this kid. I like his interview earlier. 
on MSG Networks, you know, and, and, and here's a little quote. Most of the my guys only saw him last year. They forgot he was a past, past first point guard all his life. He just had to adjust playing to off the ball at Kentucky, and he made the best of it. And now he's a better all-around player that can play on and off ball. So that's another thing, too, right? Coming out of, coming out of high school, Emmanuel Quigley was a past first point guard. He goes into Kentucky. They have him play a completely different role, completely different role. So, and the role they had him playing was basically, he was in a three-guard set at Kentucky, right? So he's sharing the backcourt. I, I believe it was probably Ashton Higgins um, with Tyrese Maxey, but it was a three-guard set. And this three-guard set, out of, on, on, out of this three-guard set, he still won the Southeastern Conference Player of the Year when he averaged 16.1 points per game, 4.2 rebounds per game, and 1.0 assists. And he ended the season on a 20-game double-figure scoring streak. So we know he could put the ball in the basket. You know, another thing for the stat nerds, he scored 1.04 points per catch in catch-and-shoot Catch and shoot in the half court, 62, 62nd percentile, and 1.38 points per dribble jump shot in the half court, 99th, oof, 99th percentile. So this kid, per dribble jump shot in the half court, 99th percentile, that is extremely impressive. That is extremely impressive. And dribbling, a, a, a dribble jump shot in the half court, you know, you're coming off a screen, you take one or two dribbles, pull up. Coming off a stagger screen, pull up. Pin down, pull up. So it, it, it's, it's crazy how we can use this kid. And we needed shooting. We needed shooting. Shoots 42% from three, 92% from the free throw line, 59% um, percent true shooting percentage, 51% effective field goal percentage. I mean... Come on. Come on. And then and then we get a guy like Obi Toppin, who was ranked seventh in the NCAA and first in the A-10 in scoring efficiency among players using over 10 possessions per game at 1.20 points per possession. So we getting guy, we we getting one guy who can shoot the deck goddamn basketball. We get another guy who can space the floor. So I'm loving what the Knicks is doing right now. I'm loving it. And Emmanuel Quigley, it, 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 it's crazy. Our newest Nick guard, right? He's 6'3 in shoes at the draft combine and had a six point six foot eight wingspan. He had a basically a 36-inch max vert, tied 11th among 17 guards in that test. He was in number 23. Three player in the 2018 high school class shot 43% on threes in his sophomore year at Kentucky. So, kid is kid is, kid is a, a kid. It was questions about you know his size. You know he's 60 undersized shooting guard. He's not really a point guard, but coming out of high school he was a past first point guard. But you know Calipari made him change his game, so now he looks like an off ball guard. 
I like what Coach Calipari did because now that he's on the Knicks, you know, I could see a lineup where I'm playing him with Frank Nelikina. I could see a lineup where I'm playing him with Dennis Smith Jr. Hell, if we trade for Russell Westbrook, I could see a lineup where him and Russell Westbrook is in the backcourt real quick because he can space the floor. So it, it, it it's not going to be hard to really fit him next to the, the young guys that we already have on the roster. And in SEC conference games, quickly shot, well, well, basically quickly averaged 18.4 points per game while shooting 48% from three, 44 for, for 92 in total from three-point range. So extremely impressive, man. Very impressive by this kid, man. And people talk about a lack of lack of size and limited athleticism. I don't really care about how high you can jump over somebody, right? I don't give a damn that Obi Topic is just dunk, right? I don't care. Skill over athleticism every single time. I don't care who you're drafting. Whoever you're drafting, I need some skill. I don't need you to jump over everybody to try to score every basket. I don't care about that, right? The Knicks need players who is skilled. I understand Mitch can leap, but Mitch is not skilled on the offensive side of the ball. He needs he needs to be taught. He needs to be honed in, you know? I feel like Emmanuel quickly, he's skilled. He brings some skill to this roster. Um, Obi Toppin, he has some skill on the offensive side of the ball. He can play with his back to the basket. He can face up. Got a little jump hook. Got the mid-range. Got the pick and pop. Could shoot the three. He could put the ball on the floor. He could run the break. Manual quickly. He could, you know, come off screens. Run a, run some, run a few pick and rolls. I'm pretty sure he won't be handed the keys to this offense. He'll be sharing this offense. So it's not like I'm really dependent on him to become Chris Paul in one season. You know, this is not what it's about. You know, it's about the slow grind. It's about rebuilding. It's about getting these young boys right. It's about for the everything we do now will affect the Knicks for the next 20 years. Everything we do now. I need the Knicks to start building the culture. If Obi Toppin works hard, if he's one of those guys who plays with intensity on the court, he could be a part of the culture. R.J. Barrett, part of the culture. Mitchell Robinson, Frank Nellikeen, and Kevin Knox. Like, I need these guys to be a part of the culture, man. I need them to be a part of this rebuild. This rebuild is going to be a slow grind. Knicks fans, I don't want y'all rushing. I don't want y'all crying over, you know, oh my God, man, this draft class is bad and this, they didn't pick the guy I wanted. Like, I don't, like, shut up. Like, just stop, bruh. Just stop, bruh. Now, when I'm looking at this roster, first of all, first thing is, first thing is in order. We gotta decline a couple people. I hope Alfred Payne is never back on this roster like ever again. Um, I hope they send Bobby Porter to the moon. I don't ever want to see him in a Nick jersey like ever again. I probably take back Reggie Bullock, but I don't know. I probably need his money to get an even better shooter, or I just bring back Damian Dotson. 
give Damian um, Reggie Bullock money. Like, it's so many things to do, but just add shooting. Just add a shooter. I need another shooter. Just another shooter. So the, these boys, last season, they was building so many houses. I need a couple shooters. So, finally, right, I want to name, I, I'm, I'm going to name the top three lineups that I would love to see next season. Top three lineups. In no order. So, my first lineup, I would love to see a Fred Van Fleet or Russell Westbrook or this will never ever happen. I know this will never happen, but so be it. Or a Frank Nilakina at point guard, RJ Barrett at the two, Kevin Knox at the three, Obi Toppin at the four, Mitchell Robinson at the five. Another lineup I would love to see next season, right? I would love to see a, a kind of a small ball lineup. Frank Nilakina at the one, Emmanuel Quigley at the two, RJ Barrett at the three, Kevin Knox at the four, Obi Toppin at the five. The hell with it. Everybody runs small. Can I, I, I just want to see that for like five minutes this season. Dude, I, I, I just want to see it. I just want to see how it look when there's no centers on the floor and it's just those, just those guys running amok, going crazy in the garden. I would love to see that. And this last lineup that I would love to see, right? I would love to see a Russell Westbrook, mainly Russell Westbrook, Emmanuel Quigley at the two, Frank Nilakina at the three, <laughs> RJ Barrett at the four, and Mitchell Robinson at the five. Just one time. That's that, that's all. That's all. I mean, I, I'm just having fun. You know, I'm happy. I'm in a good mood. The Knicks ain't do, do no dumb nonsense yet. They didn't make no dumbass draft picks. You know, I love both of the draft picks they made. You should too. You shouldn't panic. You know, just be hopeful that these guys produce. We picked Frank Nilakina. We picked Kevin Knox. Both projects. We know RJ is going to produce. Mitchell Robinson is a stud. We got to see if Iggy can play this season. So it's a lot. It's a lot to get into. But I'm going to give... The Knicks a B and nothing more. This is a solid draft, so it deserves a B. You don't want to pick three kids. You don't want to bring three extra kids on this roster because we have two first-round picks next season. So let's be patient. I give them a B. I done seen people give them a D plus. You know, CBS Sports, they give us a D plus. You know, other people like an F. You got people crying. Wham, wham, wham. Like, I don't want to hear that nonsense, man. Go Knicks. Nick Nation. I'm out of here, man. You know, just wanted to talk to y'all about the drive. Talk to y'all how I feel about it. My initial thoughts. Um, But we we get right into it, man, because it's about to be player deadline, player option deadline season. And it ends at about, I believe, 3 or 5 p.m. I don't really give a damn. But I need Portis off my roster. And I need Alfred Payton off my roster. That's for sure. I need both of them off my roster. But Nick Nation, I'm out of here. I hope you show the Knicks love. You give them a beat like I did. I love both draft picks. They both fill needs. 
Um, I hope Kevin, I hope Kevin Knox, Frank Nellikina, and Dennis Smith Jr. all showed this coaching staff behind the scenes enough to where they warrant minutes next season. I'm just hoping. I, I, I'm just hoping. I'm excited. You should be excited. I'm out of here. Nick Nation, it's your boy, State. Peace.